Hope you guys had a great weekend as welcome you to the Wally and Yemi football podcast. My name is Ola Wali Adigo. I've got Yemi at this one. So you know how we always do things every Monday. I always ask Yemi, how did this weekend go? So I think I'm going to flip it a bit and start with how my weekend did go. But first off, Yemi, good, good morning. Um, how are you doing? Morning, Wally. So ask me, how was my weekend? How was your weekend? Oh, great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top weekend. Yeah, I think started on Friday. Um, went over to the Rebel Stars Academy and it was it was fantastic. I mean, seeing I've seen it before, but anytime I go there, it's always like I discover new things. Um, mm. So, what did I discover this time around? I now discovered that Rebel Stars have a women's team. Oh, that's yes. Good. Uh, I discovered that Rebel Stars have a fantastic under ten side. Yeah, I know that. I know that. They have an mm. under fifteen side. They have an under thirteen side. And they have an under-20 the side. Then mm. they have the main team. And I saw all of them in full action. And the under, I think the under-10 side are split into two. The A and the B. Mm. And I was watching the B side. And the proprietor of the academy, uh, I was saying that, wait till you see the A side. And I saw them in the morning. That's the next morning. And I mean, crazy stuff. Uh, and the interesting thing is that they play on fantastic pitches. Yeah. And I wonder if we could have just two, three, four more of this in the country. You see, this is where this kind of thing hurts me. That, you know, this is a private investor spending a lot of money in this thing. Yeah. And he, he when he continues to reap the benefit, some of us will be wondering why exactly. it is not dovetailing onto the national level. And it won't because the people you have running the game are not serious people. They do not have the foresight or the, you know, the outlook for development. So someone is looking and and, and I can I probably can count on our fingers the teams that have this kind of vision oh, yeah. of having teams as, you know, low as under tens, under nines, under tens, and looking to develop them in the right way. So he's gonna keep this bunch of guys together for the next five to ten years. And, and they will now form the nucleus of the beyond the limit beyond yes, limit. Which is, the, ac- which the, is the, the second yeah, team. And you now ask yourself, these are gonna be kids that have the right age. They will be the guys of the right age. So you now ask yourself, the future egos that our people have been doing all this while, oh. you see that there's no progression At from all. that future egos to the under-16, to the uh, under-20s. And you ask yourself, what's the point of the project? You, you know, the, another interesting thing I discovered um, on my trip to, to Shagam was, or to Ikene, was also seeing the relationship that the owner of, of the club that he has experience for those under 10. For those under 10. Yeah. And you know what? He knows every player by name. Yeah, I understand he focuses on that age category. In fact, that is his focus. Yeah. When we talk about Remon Stars, the he knows all of them name by name. I mean, there's this this young kid, I've forgotten his name, but he was brought all the way from Abuja. I think it's Ibo also. He was brought from Abuja. I saw him play and he said, man, this is the guy. He was telling me, this is the boy. I think it's favor or something so like that. So if he's brought a boy from Abuja, you can imagine the network that he has so, I mean, across that, the country. See, Remo Stars invest heavily. I mean, you need to see the academy is an academy in, in a real in sense. sense yeah. You know, you come in there and you only think about football and your studies. He has a proper gym. He has an Olympic-sized swimming pool. They have proper offices. You go there and 
I mean, I was. I've, I've seen I, the. I've seen the press conferences. Oh yeah, before. look at the auditorium. Yeah. I saw Dan Ogumode and I haven't seen Dan in like five years. I mean, it was it was really surreal seeing him. Last time I saw him, I think I was interviewing him at my former station. And I mean, he, he told me about the progress that they've made. I saw his office. I saw the football director, who is Portuguese, by the way. Yeah, is the one is the director of the academy, and he formulates the football policy, uh, the philosophy of of the academy, and everybody was working all in sync together. Um, before I even did this, not even a tour, but before I got into the academy, I went to watch Beyond Limits, and um, in the FA Cup, Augustine FA Cup, um, they think they, they they won two goals to one. I can't remember who they played, but actually they had already beaten Remo Stars, Stars in yeah. the quarterfinals, yeah. and. When I was having the conversation about uh, with, with the tournament, like, how did this happen? Oh no man, see, they play ten times. The beyond limits will beat Remo Stars. He was so confident that they were, that they were even toying with them. And in the that interesting thing is that you know, they, and I like the way they work. The um, beyond limits is a separate establishment. Yes, itself. from Remo Stars from football Remo club. Stars football yes, club. yes. So the guy that handles this uh, coach could travel. The coach could travel. Handles it, he has full control, and he's also done a fantastic job yep. all the while that he's been with them. I think he has a B license, if I'm not mistaken. He's developed himself. Solama has invested in him. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Even the coach of Remo Stars had to go to Portugal. You know? I think it's, it's a structure that a lot of Nigerian teams, and I'm talking directly to the state owned teams now, that that is a model. You guys have the funding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the model you should be implementing, and it's like it's like a full package. It's a recreational center. You can go in there, um, have a few drinks at the bar. There's a hotel in there. There's also another bigger hotel that houses. And the idea with with the, the, for Remonstrance is that anytime they have visiting teams come to the MPFL, instead of you lodging outside of the, the vicinity, come to that place. We will lodge you for a subsidized fee. Which makes a lot of sense. So you are even making money well, yes. on the side. Now, I realize that anything you buy in that campus is branded BLFA. That's Beyond wow. Limits Football Academy. Wow. From your bottle water to your anything you buy is like is a brand. B, you go to the restroom, you can see the brand is like top of the mind. Anywhere you go, you see BLFA, BLFA and which is I I mean I took pride in knowing that I can I could associate you know, with this this football institution, and it was really good because the reason I started this this conversation with Remo Stars and Visit was I wanted us to link it with what we saw this weekend in Egypt, where Senegal won the Under Twenty Africa Cup of Nations, scored fourteen goals, didn't, didn't concede. concede, and this morning, uh, basically we recorded on a Monday, so um, if you're listening to Monday. And the Nigerian sports media space is all awash about they must be doing something right. They must be doing something. But we couldn't pinpoint what they were doing right. And I think it would be important to have a conversation of what exactly are Senegal. But before we talk about what they've done right, let's even revel in you know I mean? what Senegal have achieved in the last 14, 14 months. It's incredible. Um, let, 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 let's start from Beach Soccer because. That one, I was actively involved in that uh, from 2017. And in the last 10 years or thereabouts, Senegal has dominated beach soccer on the African continent. They have the record for going the farthest mm. in beach, at the Beach Soccer World Cup. And what did they do in that aspect? They formed the National League for beach soccer. Mm. So they have beach soccer-specific players. Wow. Their own is they play beach soccer. 
It is not not Why crossover this, that you no, play. I'm not playing soccer. Shout out to Abuaz. Abuaz. It is not a coincidence that they, they they are developing some of the best goalkeepers on the continent. Oh yeah, the goalkeeper, the British soccer goalkeeper they have is probably the best on the continent. Very imposing figure, and they've done that over the years, and they've been winning consistently on the continent. To the national team, they have a football school of excellence. They've been building gradually, bringing these boys through the conveyor belt. It's not a flash in the pan that they won the Afcon. They've Senegal has imported, I mean, exported some of the best players on the continent in the last ten years as, as well. The national team are benefiting that excellently. Chan, their league is not the best on the continent, mm. and that's the interesting thing about Chan. Yeah, and so it makes it a mixed bag, yeah. kinda. Yeah. So South Africa, Egypt, Tunisia, with the exception of Morocco, haven't won the Chan. Yeah. Right? But these are the teams, the countries that have the best leagues. So what you need to understand is that there is a program to unless the qualities that they have in-house yep, yep. and get the best of them at national level. We used to do that at a point. We saw the benefits under Stephen Keshi. Yeah. Where have a separate camp yeah, for the separate camp for those guys. Where a few got into the mainstay. We won the AFCON. AFCON, yeah. And not that we first won bronze medal at Chan. Chan. And we now transitioned to win the gold medal to win the AFCON. With itself. some players from With that Chan squad. Yeah. squad. Yeah. And that's why it's funny that sometimes we do some things. No, we, we do it without planning. We stumble on it. Yeah, like and when we achieve them, we just, we just throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Now at under twenty level, they've done this as well. Now they're in the under sixteen. I will not be surprised if they win the under sixteen Afcon, which is in May. Yeah, I won't be surprised if they do. And I do not think. Correct me if I'm wrong. In my lifetime, I don't think any African country has dominated the continent like. Senegal By the way, their women's team also got to the quarterfinals of the women's Afcon, which is a sort of victory for them. Yeah, and they're up to they're up to something in that one yeah. too. No African country has dominated this continent. Can I throw in that they are also Wafu champions too? 2019. <laughs> yeah, they won Wafu in 2019. <laughs> you know, so that, that like 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 I said, I just wanted us to revel in in their dominance right now. I don't want to put out there that it's not by luck. It's not by no. It's not by coincidence. Well, I, I keep saying something that I, I like what's happening in African in African football currently, and I, and the reference points are Morocco and Senegal, and they are not achieving these things by luck. There's a method to the madness. Yeah. All the money Morocco has had from the World Cup or whatever they've invested in their game, they brought in the best hands from across the world. Yep. they've adopted. Best practice. You, you, Remember, you, you, at least we saw some years back. Oh yeah, about coaches. Top Morocco, yeah, you know, the coaches shadowing the best shadowing. coaches in the world. That's Morocco. We haven't even done the coaching program since 2017. Yeah, I mean, maybe Morocco even went to bring in the best hands from across the world. What has made Senegal's story very enjoyable for me is their faith, utmost faith in, their guys. in local based yeah. managers. Malik Diaf at this under 20, if you track him, he's been with AS Yeraf, that's one of the clubs in Senegal, yeah. from there to the under 17, and now under 20. 
CC. We know his story. Yeah. In fact, they could have London sacked him. London 2012. Yeah. I mean, Sadomano was part of that London 2012 yeah. squad. He could have been sacked after they lost in the was it final of the AFCON. Yeah. They kept faith with him and see the result. They've won the AFCON. Look at his coaching staff. Look at the back, back guys at the back. Omar Daff, you know, Kalilu Fadiga. Yeah. It's all about the home base. And he keeps on because I've always been divided on what will make Nigeria football progress. Do we still need a foreign manager or someone from the home front? And when you see case studies like this, you probably have to backtrack and say that maybe we also have to go back to... Yeah, but the problem you know, is why we're not developing our coaches. Exactly. And, and that's that's where I find solace. We're not giving them opportunities. Yeah. Nana Boso <laughs> has been coach of our 20 how many years. He's been recycled time and time again. Uluka Ogbade, this is the first time I would say that he's now at the helm. Yes, But yes. he's been in the... In the value chain, let me put it that way. All true. There are a lot of young up and coming coaches within the Nigerian coaching scene that haven't had opportunities, and they probably won't get the opportunities. Why? Because our coaches in, in the coaching scene in Nigeria they behave as if it's a cult. Yeah, yeah, me. I think the one of the problems we also have that Senegal don't have is the nepotism. Yeah. Oh, this slot is for. Uh, uh, this lot is for Ibo. goes to you. So sometimes you look at the coaching makeup of our national teams. Yeah. You see that one is Hausa, Assistant coach is Ibo, Zuh. one is Yoruba. Yeah. They don't have that in Senegal. Yeah. And that and is the, not, that's the, it's that's the like, cross. It's not like Senegalese don't have multiple tribes. Of course, so. it's not. It's not. Uh -huh. it, but what was supposed to be something the, like a blessing for us meritocracy has become a curse. Yeah. So every facet of our national, even the player selection, yeah. there's a lot of. And I can't see it's because of the kind of country we are, yeah. where we, we look at the, the political scene. Yeah. And you could see a lot of ethnic bigotry also, you know, going on. But I also took some small time to research into this whole Senegal football thing because man, they're doing a great thing. So I realized that the bedrock of Senegalese football started from two clubs who also Remo Stars, and that's why I started with Remo Stars. Remo Stars have mirrored. I'm sure that when Shoname was building that academy. He must also have looked at what clubs like Generation Foot and Diambas yeah. Academy have yeah. Yeah. So Generation Foot is just like Remo Stars. Yeah. Inside one village. Hectares of land. Fantastic structure. And Foot, Generation Foot is responsible for Sijamani. Yeah. Abu Diallo. Yeah. Ismail Asa. Diambas, I think, um, Gaye. Idrissa Gaye. Bamba Dieng all came from that. And they are contributing to the sense. national team. And they are still country. In fact, I learned that these two academies still have about 17, 18 players who are filtered around the youth teams of Senegalese football. You, you, you make a very good reference and I'll tell you why it's a very good reference. And you need to look at all the successful teams you have across the world today and maybe the last 10, 20 years. Mm. There's always a reference point. And that reference point has to be one team or one or two teams. Yeah. In Nigeria, it's all over the place. Like it or not, is on. But if you go back in time, when one national the nations cup in 1980, you had a national team that was filled with players from shooting stars and rangers. Shooting stars and rangers, and then a few other from other clubs, yeah. and some with some exceptions like Adoki who was spotted playing at Unilag. Until we get to that point where we realize that you look close of your team, some guys have to be the ones contributing oh, yeah. either now or for the future. So what it means is that the pathway to the national team is either through 
one or two or two and, and that's why we shouldn't complain. If in the near future, I'm not even saying long term, near future, the basis of our under 17, under 20 will be players from this Remosters Academy. Yeah. We shouldn't if we are serious. If we are serious. Because they have a fantastic system. The structure to, is there. Yeah, to bring out fantastic players. But you know us. Technical too. players. But, I, I, know but I'm saying that if it happens, we'll that complain. we have like three, four, we don't start saying that uh, this person has bought Nigerian football. Blah. No. It is because of the structure. Now, you, you go back to, 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 to Generation Foot, and I realize that the owner of that academy, or the guy who runs it, realized that he also needed partnerships. And I'm drawing comparison with Remo Stars. Yeah. Remo Stars have a partnership with Ferenc, right? Yeah, yeah. Ferenc also is owned by the owner of Remo Stars, yeah. but crucial partnership. Generation Futa's partnership with Mets, with Nancy, yeah. and what he ensures that, I think they don't have with Nancy, but the, now Mets, there's a conveyor belt. The MVP from this competition has signed for, for I think, Mets. Yeah. Now, two -year deal now Mets. so what Mets do is that they fund Generation Foot. By the way, General Foods is an academy, but also in the league. Yeah. They fund the academy and at the end of every year, take two or four players and take it over. And, I mean, the money comes back. It was from this system that Ismail Asar left to Mets. Yeah. And in one year, went, went to, to runs for how yeah. much? 17 million euros. And then eventually went to Watford. So... <laughs> and guess what? A very healthy percentage. That is where we don't think. Instead, we'll, find, we'll do third-party ownership. Oh, yeah. Where the third-party owner is willing to collect $50,000 on it and just close his eye. And then that money doesn't... When he makes a further move, it doesn't, it trickle, doesn't down trickle down. Because of lack of structure. Yeah. So. Now, 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 the final part of this conversation is the one that bothers me most. Although I know that because of corruption. There is a program I just discovered recently. The FIFA Forward Program. Uh, now, the FIFA Forward Program is also what has turbocharged Senegalese football. It's a fund that comes from FIFA. Basically, we will never to, apply for that fund you know because what? you have to no, account for we it. We even applied for it. Now, let me tell you. What Senegal did with their fund is set up, apart from their league, they set up what they call the National Youth League. So National Youth League involves under 13, under 15, mm. under 17, and they use it to just bring out players. We won't do that. Now, I realize that we applied, we're supposed to get $8 million. We won't. In fact, as of this year, once we fulfill some requirements, yeah. FIFA will give us $8 million. We can't meet those requirements, Wally. That's what I'm telling you. We cannot if, meet if those requirements. Meet it, are we going to use those monies no. judiciously? I've forgotten you know, what has happened from FIFA Go FIFA Project. Go Project, yeah. <laughs> so, when we see, when right when you, you, you do the right things, you will get, you get you results. Get result, you will man. get results. So, all this has happened to Senegal. I'm just trying to prove it that. It's not by coincidence. It's not true. It's not by coincidence. It's, it's, it's something that they've worked towards. And actually, it's also something that's opened, that's, that can open, that's even opened the economy. Oh, yes. They are now becoming like a tourism the reference site. Point. Yeah, look, they're, yeah. they're hosting one of the qualifiers for bar. They yes, built sir. a really fantastic arena in, in Dakar. I mean, they are hosting the Summer Youth Olympic Games in 2026. Uh -huh. But you know what Makisal, the president, has started doing? They started refurbishing their stadiums. Yeah, all their stadiums, they're already refurbishing it. And you, you, you look at the Ministry of Sports. I, you, I also read, read up, the Ministry of Sports in Senegal is independent of the Football Federation. Or the Football Federation is independent of it. Yeah, the they Football are, Federation is independent yes. of the... Yeah, but you know how old. Oh, they have to go, go cap in hand. Uh, <laughs> so what the Ministry does is create environment. See, that's what the Ministry needs to do. Create the policy, NFF, create environment. Just um, back, back your coach. Yeah. And everybody works. And pay your coach yourself. Yes. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> pay your coach yourself. 
All right, we just have to start that way. But congratulations to Senegal. Yeah, um, big congrats. And yeah. I would love to visit that country soon. I would love to visit that then country. Then on what basis did the Flying Eagles win the Fair Play Award? We had that conversation <laughs> this morning. And he said, some report came out, the technical group said, for discipline, professionalism, I don't know, some hogwash. Anyways, they scored for against Tunisia. Um, they have to get and some Where they found the focus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the World Cup is just around the corner. And so uh, let me see this. I won't be surprised if uh, none of these guys that went to this competition make it to the World Cup. This is our way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even most are saying that you know, they talked to the MPFA clubs. That he said he wants five of their top scorers in the league. And I'm like, okay, the five top scorers, are they under 20? Imadi. Is Imadi even under 20? No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Mention the top scorers in the league now. The Iba guy. The Iba guy. Abba. He's, 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 he's spoken to the IMC. This guy has, see, Ladabuso has no clue. And this is what happens and in, when you continue recycling coaches. Oh, yes. He's head of the Nigerian Coaching Association. I remember some years back when CAF wanted to bring up, brought up that rule that if you don't have the CAF A license, you can't sit in the dugout of a continental game. Lanaboso was one of those begging cards. They give us time. Give us time. They've given them the time since 2017. They've not done one coaching license exam or session since 2017 and is the head of that, of that association. Speak of coaches, as we, we leave this whole African football thing. <laughs> We'll still. Ah, my guy. We're still costing his Shout club. out to football manager, by the way. So, Will still is from FM, basically. But it's become it's an overnight sensation. sensation. Who, interestingly, is costing his club 25,000 euros, euros every game. Every game. Because For he doesn't have the right certificate. Wale, if you have gone 16 games on beating. Hey. No, but does it make financial sense? Thunder fire that twenty five thousand. No, Yemi, 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 Yemi doesn't make financial. It sense. It doesn't make financial sense because that's twenty five thousand times sixteen. Yeah, it doesn't make financial sense. But I'm sure he's working on his badges, on the side. Uh, but they can't say he he should leave the job, especially with the way he's doing a good job. Um, it's amazing how a simulation game can lead to. You know, to such a fantastic story. Yeah. I played that. I played, I played football manager in different forms before I became football manager from I think 1998. So I could have also decided to take over one club or the other, but uh, the opportunity knocked up. But he's doing an absolutely fantastic. They played Monaco yesterday. Yep. And they've, they've, I think PSG they ran PSG quite close. I think they got a drag against PSG. Yeah, I mean, do you know the interesting fact? I have to go and check it again. <laughs> Since we still took over Rhymes, they have not lost. Yeah, he took them from 16th. They were 16th when he took yeah, over. They are now 8th or so. They are now 8th. And looking at the European places. They have not lost since the guy. Although, it, I, I, maybe England are taking credit for the guy, but I, I understand it's English Belgian. Yeah, he speaks. In fact, you need to see <laughs> some of his team talks are. He makes a mix of French and, and English, English. And it costs a lot. <laughs> costs a lot. Of course, what do you expect? England will not claim him. They have to claim him. Do you, how many English managers do you see outside doing anything? Even the ones that are inside. Self. But speak of the, the man leading the charge for, for, for their renaissance on that was still for Larry Balogun. 16 goals now this season. What, Brilliant. What, 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 what do you think Arsenal will do with for Larry Balogun? I think Arsenal should be rubbing. Because has to go back. Yeah, I think Arsenal should be rubbing their hands and saying we have something on our hands. Oh, because, yeah. Um, 
like it or not, if it is an added option that Arsenal can have, it'll be really They have good. something on their hands to add or have something on their hands to make money from. To add? You think that guy's going to stay at Arsenal with what Arsenal have right now? What the Gabriel hell? Gabriel Jesus, Iketia. Jesus, Let's trust her. Let's look at this this way, Wally. Two prone attack. Arsenal has Jesus and Iketia. Yeah. As your two main strikers, right? Uh, you can make do with Gabriel Martinelli when you are, you know, but it's also but, a trust also in the mix. Yeah, but if I'm being sincere, Inketa was lucky with the fact that he stood up to the charge and said, look, Jesus is down, I can be responsible. Yeah. He could have gone pear shaped, he could have gone the other way. Right? This chap going to League One and performing 16 goals so far, I think he deserves a shot at playing for Arsenal. I don't I don't know if he also fits into the way Ateta wants to play. Ateta wants well, to strike us to always drop deep, get involved in play. I think yeah, but you, know, but, you see, but, I you think see, thing, but you see, that's the thing. Wally, sometimes a team teams need variation. They need a different type of striker at times that can save you in those critical times when all you need is Good connection, good boy to the box, and it's there to finish. But if I'm if I'm for Larry's advice, I'm not telling him to go back to Arsenal. <laughs> Why? I'm telling Arsenal to sell me. Because, I, I mean, Arsenal are going to fetch about 30, 40 million. Abba. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Wale. Yes. 30, 40 million. Oh, for Larry Badogu. No, it's English. Wale, if you get 20 million. No. Be for, for a player who has scored 16 goals. Wale, if you get 20 million, be grateful. Should we wager on it? How old is he? 19 or how old? Yeah, he's young. Arsenal are going to get 30, no, 40 out of million. him. If you get 20 million, I'll be happy. Basically, the rest of France also has, has taken. This of you hasn't taken note of Fulani. Yeah. He most likely will not even play at the club next season. Mm. Also, likely not keep him. So that means a bigger club might come in the, in the mix for him. But they can't get more than twenty million. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Ah, it's English, and it's coming from hey, Arsenal. Hey, it's only it's, see that valuation is when he's selling to an English club. When it's English to English. So club. who tells that an English club is not looking at what Fulani is doing right now? I, I, th I think that he could also fancy hey, himself in the Premier League. English club, it can't be more than twenty million pounds. Can you do? Let's talk about another player who might go for that if he continues this form. Luis Openda, Lons, Hattrick. <laughs> hat I mean, how do you do two hat tricks in, in a season? Two no, hat tricks. Not to do that. I think two hat tricks. Four, four minutes, thirty minutes, seconds. Yeah. Four minutes, thirty seconds. Crazy. Responsible for, for whatever it is, good thing Lons are doing this season. Although they've been poor last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, but they're still the third. Yeah. Qualifying for the Champions League was going to be huge for huge, that team. Huge. Um, you remember lost last time in the Champions League? Yeah, it's a long years, time. Many, many, many years ago. <laughs> when they had the orange shirt sponsor. And with the way Marseille are going, you can't put it past them to be the team that will probably finish second if they can keep momentum. Yeah, um, it's a great story, and and this is why I love the French league. You know, they bring up great stories like this, like Nice winning the league, mm. Lille winning the league, Montpellier, you know, Montpellier. You know, they bring some of those really great. Stories that you know you can, you, you can you can associate yourself with. So uh, at Lens, they've done very well. They also will have a, a huge uh, decision to make on him at the end of the season because hey, definitely a few teams will be looking at yep, him as well. Yep. So uh, we trust him. And you know this. And the thing about French clubs is they don't hesitate to sell once the money is right. I was about to remind you that see, well, maybe we forgot that France used to be like a yeah Newcastle then. <laughs> <laughs> like he has France is like a place where you just go there and go there, get, get all your the talents best, yeah. and sell them for big money. It's always been like that. Maybe that stopped a bit. Yeah, you know since Asen Wenger left the scene, you know Wenger was the guy who Venga, always Alan Padio. Alan Padio, yeah, they, they knew those markets really, yeah. really well. You know, and Newcastle benefited from it too. Oh, yes. Arsenal benefited immensely also from it. But um, actually, 
It's not even for Larry Balogun or Openda who are top scoring yeah, chance. Yeah, starting uh, Jonathan, Jonathan David. David. 19 goals. <laughs> I think he also scored a hat-trick too. David, yeah. yeah, he scored a hat-trick against uh, Lyon. Um, he's, he had also fallen off a little bit since yeah, the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. But he's picked up pretty well. Another one, but you see, that's the thing. But he also could have left, you know, at some point. But it will be interesting to see what happens in the summer with a lot of these strikers that are bubbling, you know, in France. Is Timothy a striker? <laughs> no, he's more of a winger for me. You know, you know, is that a right wing, uh, right full back now, or right wing? Yeah, now. Nah. Right wing back. Yes, sir. The coach has converted him. <laughs> is that a right wing back? For, but I hope that you know, at long time, he gets back to you to know, being a proper winger. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's. There's a fine talent within there. But let's talk about the leaders, PSG. Who, by the way, Marseille trade away to go lead. Cooper Buster there. Wale. Wale. Okay, so I lost hope at the red, red card and suddenly Marseille scored one, scored two. I'm like, wow. I had two tickets. What has been a crazy weekend will probably come together with I Marseille. I had two tickets, Wale. Once Marseille got that red card, one of my tickets was over 1.5. One was Marseille win. So I was like, ah, red card. Now Strasbourg will win this game. The next day, bam, bam. As in, I see, correct, one game enter. And I just said, well, Marseille, two, they won this yeah, game. I, told them I just looked away. I just said, let me go and check. And down goes to Pakpa. Hey, Pakpa. That was, that was Pakpa. It's this 89. <laughs> that was Pakpa. Like, <laughs> I just said, we can check my ticket. We can cash, collect my money. That's just your rate. Ah. Massive Boston. From where? Yeah. Massive. Marseille. Ah, I couldn't believe. But you don't win that game. Two, two, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe. That was <laughs> oh, crazy. I, I that's what I'm saying about Marseille being consistent, and they've been good this season. But it just tells you that see, red cards, so oh, it yeah. always affects. Oh yeah. No matter how you. Not many teams, and you see that's why we'll get to Manchester United yeah, at some point. You know, not many teams are able to still maintain that level of control. Even with being uh, a man down, not uh, many. with this old five subjunct thing, your position you know, takes advantage, brings in. Yeah, bring, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very difficult. So, so uh, I'm not a fan of that fight because it kills my cards. <laughs> but let's talk about PSG quickly. Um, let's win again. I, I, I don't know how PSG struggle against teams like Brest, but anyways, I just want to point out that like, what do they I make don't of know this? How PSG struggle at all. I mean, how is that team supposed to struggle? <laughs> Messi, Mbappe. So, so I can't place my head around why they... They scored a lot of late goals this season. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, what, what is left of their season? Because winning the league, they will call it success, but we know that they won't it's be just su- success satisfied. The, it's success for the manager. Who doesn't have a title to his uh, CV? No, he has. No, Christophe Gatti has one. Uh, at Nice. Nice, yeah. But it's just success for him. Him. His personal... To him. Right? Not for the team. Because that team was built on one thing and one thing only. Winning Champions League. So, you can't... The same Kane used to flog other managers for failing to achieve the Champions League. It's the same Kane they're going to use to flog him. So, I won't, I won't be surprised if he loses his job in the Yeah, summer. I think take goals at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think they're going to have to... Potentially, most likely, going to rip it and tear up this entire project and start again. I I, I don't know about that because see, when when I look at PSG every time, what I see is a brand. I don't see a team. Yeah, of course it's a brand. But it's not a but, team. It's supposed but, to be a team first. Yeah, it's supposed to be a team first. But unfortunately, I think they got it mixed up. Um, whilst building a team, they inevitably built a brand that's not. 
bigger than, know, the, team. Bigger yeah. than the team. So hence the problem. Uh, we thought that signing Messi and bringing Sergio Ramos was the yeah. icing on the cake. But since Messi has joined, they've been knocked out in the round of 16. All right, too bad. Uh, at least Messi gets another league one title. So <laughs> that takes some small, for some small consolation. All right, I'm done with France. Let's quickly take a look at the Premier League, shall we? And start with another coupon buster. <laughs> Liverpool. Well, I knew that we were going to lose that game. I actually no, bet wait. on it. That Bournemouth are going to win? Yeah. Was it because it was a 1.30 p.m. fixture? One. Early <laughs> kickoff. <laughs> One. Two. History. Now, the times Liverpool have beaten teams heavily, the corresponding game they play, the next time they play that team, mm -hmm. they lose. You didn't tell me this last week, sir. I found out on Saturday. After the game. <laughs> we, we always find out after the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but I had already had a mind that. And I always, this is my superstitious belief. When you beat a team heavily, one team heavily, you are likely not to score the following game. Or you struggle for goals. So, me. So, actually, I mean, for recency's sake, when they also beat the same Bournemouth, nine. Yeah. They lost, they went on a very poor, poor run. run. Yeah. yeah. So, in my mind of mind, I said, look, you scored seven against United. The goals you got distributed in three games. You decided to score it in one. This is the I'm looking at. They're likely to struggle for But, but their lack of consistency must not only frustrate club, but even frustrate the neutrals, too. Of course. Of course, because you finally believe that there's life in that top four charge, in that top four battle between them, Spurs, Newcastle, and they had a chance to go level on points with Spurs, yeah, and with a game hand, with a game hand, and go above them on goals difference, and then all of a sudden, the the ineptitude in that performance, and it could have been more. Bournemouth could have scored more goals. That they, they, they exploited that Liverpool high line well with the pace that the Watara boy, that Burkina Faso boy, yeah. and the Jaden Anthony guy, those two white guys exploited you know, the, the, that high line so much. And Van Dijk could have been sent off oh, yes. if uh, Solanke was just a little bit, you know. Uh, creative, creative or smart <laughs> <laughs> to fall after being wrestled. But 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 at Liverpool taking half of the fifteen points that they have dropped against the strugglers. In fact, Liverpool have not beaten any of the uh, or promoted teams yeah. this season. And interestingly, while they another start in the four one thirty kick kickoffs, in fact, they've not won any. So that there's a curse with that one thirty. <laughs> Aside that. I think in the t the teams in that relegation, in, in, uh, in the, on the other half of the table, away from home, I think Liverpool have only gotten four points but, or so. Away but from but home. yeah, I mean, one more, one more on one thirty p.m. fixtures or early fixtures. It can come in twelve thirty four or one thirty. I think that players also naturally hate the fixtures. <laughs> no, your, because your body never said. I mean, early breakfast. <laughs> There's just this vibe about the early. I think the players also dread it. I'm, I don't have I don't have the stats Maybe. to back it up, but you get a feeling. Well, that from a betting perspective, it's always a <laughs> from a betting perspective, it's, it's a disaster. It's always a disaster. But Liverpool have to find a way to start because they're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, it's not against United, but how they've managed to struggle against the lesser lights will most likely be the main 
of their season. Of their season, if yeah. they don't make the Champions League. I mean, this will be the Achilles heel. Yeah, without a doubt. And not even, you see, what even makes it painful is that when they play these so-called smaller teams, they don't even trouble those teams. Look at right? them, Mouth. They don't even trouble those teams that, you know, for the quality that they supposedly have. They don't trouble those teams enough. And you're asking yourself, but this is the team I saw last week. Yeah. How are they looking so bad this week? So there has to be some kind of psychology attached to it. Or is this a bit of overconfidence going into some of these games? You know, there are a lot of things that you can you, you can look at and build it around. And I do think that maybe certain members of the team are getting too comfortable with their positions mm. in the team, that with their place in teams that Klopp needs to, you know, ask himself some really critical questions about, look, the roles for crying out loud. They're up against Real Madrid. Don't be surprised if they overcome later the goal deficit. That's that's, that's football. That's no, that, that's, that's, not, that's Liverpool for you <laughs> this season. <laughs> no, don't don't think, be surprised. I don't think they do that again. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. But the their inconsistency tells mm-hmm. that they cannot go to Real uh, and, score and score five. That's Liverpool. And the next weekend, probably losing <laughs> one nil. <laughs> Let's talk about the leaders. Also, are you ready to put your money on them? Your money on them. Well, now? I've been saying this since the Arsenal are champions elect. But you guys, <laughs> which guys? <laughs> you guys, which guys? Arsenal fans, I believe in denial, telling me top ten, top so four wait, is our. You, no, no, no. I, I think top four is our. I, 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 think, I, think, I beg no, 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 no. Arsenal fans don't give you that vibe. Well, even the manager, so, even the manager, Wale, even the manager is now talking about the title. While every Arsenal fan that I know, maybe by you. But every and I'm talking, and they they'll probably listen to the listen to the the guys in soccer pub, Access Bank Soccer Group, all of them are saying top four is our aim. Uh, I said you put our time to, to the, manage us. You can understand also the fact that it's not one title in nineteen years. I beg you, Wale. See, who is yeah. that one? The see at the time I'd be saying it, and on Twitter they come for me, say, hey, okay, it's top four, right? It's it's top four. I said, guys, you are in the best position. This is the best opportunity for Arsenal to win the league. If they don't win it this season, they are probably going to wait a long time. To the, the highlight of, of, of that win at Fulham was a couple of things. Trossard's Atrick of Assis. And I think you guys, Arsenal fans, should give me a bit of credit for saying Arsenal should sign Trossard. No, I mean, Trossard is... I, I, I was never... saying it there. It's some Arsenal fans said, Trossard, when you are chasing that uh, Mukaila. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I also have to put this out. I think that if Modric and Jordan Arsenal also have had the same impact. Although it's although, not guaranteed, although, not, see, is there no, this, this, this is the difference. But the thing, but with, there's the a difference. difference. I know where yeah. we're going to. Premier League experience. Premier League experience. Yes, I I understand. You can't take that. I understand. Out. But also the way Arsenal play ensures that someone like Modric no, gets no, in tune no, very no. very. Well, I, I, for me, this is my opinion around Modric, and I know a few people. I've had, I've had that conversation with a few people, and we kind of agree. I think Modric shines in transition. Oh yeah, with the speed. Transition yeah. more on the counter attacking situation. Arsenal are not a counter attacking side. Arsenal, more or less, more often than not, control games. That's where I think the difference would be compared to him with him being at Chelsea. So that's why it seems that he's been f- somehow found yeah. out. Trossard looks like someone who has been playing Arsenal for like five years. Yeah, because yeah. the guy knows the league. He, so, see, and shout out to the Jomoto, but he always says this thing. Any, person, any player coming from outside England, he gives them at least gives them one season. 
But super players don't take. I, I always tell tell people that super players don't need all of these things. They don't. Super players come in and, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic came to United. Yeah. Right? Super players. So I don't think Modric is a super player no. yet. So no, maybe he also needs. Then actually hasn't played a lot of football with what has happened in Ukraine okay. and, and, and stuff. But um, we talk about Arsenal winning the league and Gabriel Jesus, yeah, returned. He's back. Created um, two big chances. Um, couldn't score. Probably the Jesus of the last three months scores that well, one. Yeah. But it will take a bit of time. No. Mateta says that he has to earn his way back into the team. Of course, he has to. He has to. <laughs> but, you know, it's one thing to say it and another thing to act it because, you know, some players are, and their personality are so big that you can't consider putting them on the bench mm. if they are 100% fit. So that's where, that therein lies the dilemma for Ateta. So he's had Martinelli play yeah. centrally at times and he's done well. And then he asks himself, do I want to, do I want to jettison? What seems to be a good trident up front? Yeah, but also common sense requires that Jesus, out for a long time, has to ease himself back into the team. So yeah, but he has to be content now with those 15, 20 minutes. But for how long, Wale? I know. But what I would rather say yeah. is because Arsenal are running on two fronts, maybe he gets a better shot in the Europa League in, the initial, in this initial period. Of I, his rehabilitation. I, I think that in the next couple of games, once he gets back to 100%, because I mean, I, I was saying that during the last week, he felt issues wasn't ready until the, I think a day before the game. Yeah. And he tells Ateta that, hey, I'm ready. I think the next two, three weeks, Asus is back starting. Because once again, Asus is crucial to our Arsenal play. Yeah. We could see those lapses when Eddie Nketia, I mean, credit to Eddie Nketia, but those overloads also like creating on the flanks when Asus doubles in. And you could see how they struggled when teams started doubling down on their wingers, yes, I mean, yeah. Ateta, uh, Saka and uh, Martinelli. But when you have Jesus combining in those areas, he helps Arsenal in the over. So I think that he goes back into the team after two, three weeks, Max. Yeah, I think it does. I, I agree with I that. I think it does. All right, so um, talk about Man City. City are not impressive yet. At all. But getting the results, 28 goals for uh, Haaland. I still don't know what to make of those 28 goals. <laughs> you know, I don't think... I, I think it's I think it's doing well, but, be, I don't, but I don't think those twenty-eight goals also earns him player of the season. No, he won't get player of the season. But Yemi, how do you score? You're on hand to score about um, 35, 40 Ask goals. Ask Aguero. Ask Aguero. Aguero. Aguero never made. He never. He never made no, the team of the yeah, season. Yeah, team of the season. Not talking about player no, of the season. Oh, so hey, that happens. That happens. Not with the, not with the way Arsenal. Some Arsenal players are going. Not the way with the way Marcus Rashford is scoring goals. Uh, who else can we put into that equation? You know, not Martin Odegaard also. Yeah, that's some, some Arsenal. Some I can mention different Arsenal players, from Saka to other guys. You know, the way they've been playing this season. Those guys are in the front row for players of the season. You know, especially last time win the league. Last time win the league. Rashford for the record is he's got himself into through since the World Cup. He's like three player of the month award this season already so definitely he's it will be close for Haaland to win but like the statisticians you say he scored 28 goals how many how many were penalties <laughs> he hasn't scored much that were penalties at the same time even though i don't believe in all that nonsense of saying non-penalty goals so goal is goal anyways crystal palace are in trouble yeah three matches yeah they haven't scored more than once in a game since December 31. And, well, let me say one thing I've always said. Any team, any team that has Jordan Ayo 
can never prosper. Can't prosper. Why? That guy has scored how many goals? He scored less than 20 goals. Yeah, but Yemi Palace are not a goal scoring team generally. Probably. Today's Palace, goals. wait now. Palace has, and this is why I always say about teams. Palace has Otsin Eduard. They have Mateta. Yeah. How many goals this Wait score? now. Two strikers that are similar, more or less. But Eduard is probably the more skillful. They have Zaha. Zaha. Play to the strengths of these guys. Not all this intricate stuff that a lot of teams are trying to do. Play to the strengths of these two guys you have up front. Or either one you play. Yeah, I mean, they've played to their strengths and these guys not have team. not scored goals. Not these guys don't score goals. See, they don't create enough. And so, what, what, what? So look at the creative enough, department. Yeah. What do they have? Zaha. They have AZ. They have, they have players now. They have good players. But those guys are not delivering enough. No, no. I, I think that it's a it's a general it's a it's a, it's a collective problem. Yes, it's a collective problem. Those Crystal Palace defend well, maybe yes. decently, but up front, naturally they just don't score enough goals. They spoil the work of the guys that at the back by not being able to finish up finish up the chances that they eventually get to create. And how how Patrick Vieira, with all due respect to him, decides to jettison. Edward or Mateta and start Jordan Ayu, for me, it's a problem. It sees them in training, by the way. But, but, but we'll talk about how Palace are in trouble because there's, good, there's a storm us. brewing down there in the Premier League. Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But Just Palace like in, uh, in Spain. Yeah, they, they have <laughs> to be worried. But, but quickly, on, on United and what did you make of those controversial moments? The penalty, the red card, Ten Hag calling for you know consistency with refereeing. What did you make of it? Well, I've always said it, and I'm one that I don't like complaining about refereeing decisions because I always feel that it evens out somehow. But my issue is with consistency. In the Premier League, they have to be consistent. You can't give one foul this week, and then the following week, you don't give it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's but, difficult to achieve consistency. But you have to see. It is difficult. Wale, that like you said, why, that is why. Like you said, yeah. if these things find a way to even themselves out, so if you already believe that evens, then why are you asking for consistency? No, I tell you why. Why I believe in it. I, I believe in it evening out for the team. Why am I saying there might be an instance where United gets a penalty call that is debatable, right? That happens, and I'll give you an example, and why I won't complain about Casemiro getting the red card. The game against Leicester, Sabitzer could have been sent off. Oh, yes. Right? It wasn't given that. Did they that. ask for consistency then? No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That That's why I don't complain about referees. So it has evened itself out. That's what I'm saying. Well, Another point. Arsenal, Arsenal's uh, Brentford. The next game, Arsenal got a very exactly. penalty. So yeah. that's what I'm telling you. That this is even as so That's why I will never be in the forefront of complaining about referee decisions. Van Dijk. The game against Everton. Same referee. Similar tackle. In fact, he didn't even get the ball at all. Right? He they didn't, even, they didn't even review it. So, that's why I don't complain about that. Because I believe it will even out somehow. However, why I'm asking for consistency is not in decisions for the team. I'm talking about across board. So, if you are unable to give a red card to Van Dyke when he did it, then when you are now officiating another game and it happens... 
You should be giving a red card. I mean, you should be going I mean, to review it. Every game is different. Every referee is different. But this is the same referee. So, what you've done today, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's most like that you don't do it again next yeah, day. Yeah, but you see... I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But also, does it make a correct a decision that should have been taken? Does it make it wrong? Because this referee didn't get it, like Tenago was saying, that Leicester Chelsea, that the referee didn't check VAR... It doesn't make the, the one that happened yesterday between United and... There lies consistency. I understand. But I've also told you that it's very difficult and to also, And also let's, look at, also, let's look at it this way. In the Premier League, you need to understand certain things with certain players. Especially those coming from other leagues. Yeah. There's certain things that they're used to coming from where they're coming from. Babada will not follow. Wait, you follow. Why? In Europe, yeah. at times... When you go for an area ball, right? When you support with your hand, right? They will blow a foul. But in the Premier League, when you go area and you support with your hand, they probably won't blow because it's part of the game, part of the physical aspect of the game. So there are things that differentiate leagues. Now Casemiro has been in the Premier League. He's got two red cards. Two deserving red cards. But if he was in La Liga, he probably won't get set off. Oh, yeah, yeah, he gets set off. That's, he won't a, get set that's off. a leg breaker. He won't get set off. Well, he got breaker. the ball. He got after the ball, what did he get? He got the ball. After the ball, what did he get? They say follow through. <laughs> <laughs> the red card yeah, against Palace. That's a leg breaker. The ball, he gets a red card. He won't get, he won't get, for, he won't for, get, he won't get a red card. For him to strangle with huge. He won't get a yellow card. Oh. In La Liga, he won't get a yellow card. No wonder he didn't get any red card in La Liga. So and, that's now, the and now it's gotten two so in, you need to in, in three. You need to understand the culture from where certain players yeah, are me, coming. Yeah, I mean, well. the rules are the rules. The referees are like put. It's like the game against Sociedad in the Europa League where you know, uh, Martinez considered a, a penalty. Ordinarily, when the ball hits the player, they hits the hand, it's not a penalty. That's what the rules say. But an Italian referee gave it as a penalty. Anyways... It's out for four matches, uh, to the delight of um, yesterday. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's out of the FA Cup, Fulham, and um, the next um, three Premier League matches. No, United will manage. I'm no. not sure they'll miss him that much. Yeah, United I'm not sure they'll manage. miss him that much. Although it's become very Fred crucial. Yeah, it's, it's, become, it's become very crucial, but um, I think United will be fine. But um, also, they'll be happy they didn't lose that game. They played majority of the game with 10 the men. Foot, yeah. You know, they're here with a couple of interesting saves. Also, I mean, they also just explain the conundrum that Tenag finds himself. You know, he's looking for a ball playing goalkeeper who, who put his team in trouble against Real Betis. But want, yeah, is he days later saving his team? My honest opinion on that thing. Yeah, I think all this ball playing goalkeeper thing is bullshit. Yeah, fine, that's your school of it's thought. It's bullshit. But I mean, he's responsible like, of the goalkeeper. Is to keep his team in the game. Yeah, but some managers... Make saves. It it's bullshit. So it's what the manager Hogwash. wants. Hogwash. It's what the manager wants. All this is... He uh, know how to pass. It's distribution. It, Nonsense. It's it what the manager wants. So if, if that's what... But once again, I mean, the guy just showing the kind of... And, and another thing. When Salek signed this guy, one of the reasons he signed him for was his distribution. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You remember? Yeah, true. So all of a sudden... Because some people read all kinds of nonsense stars. And the person I'm talking to knows himself, you know, all the nonsense stars that they read, that is not good. Yeah, but yeah, you also know when the guy came to the Premier League. Yeah. He struggled with the physicality. What did he do? He bucked up. He bucked up, yeah. yeah. So, if he's struggling with, I'll learn how to play the ball I do the not back, think he I do not think he struggles with playing the ball out. Even the Allisons and the Edisons that we make so much noise about, they make mistakes. Oh, yeah. From this playing out from the back. 
But I want to also tell you something that, as in quote, progressive, <laughs> playing out from the back has got its merits and has got its demerits. Oh, I'm going down. to tell you something. Its merits outweighs its demerits. What are the merits? When you are successful playing out from the back, uh. it, it leads to some fine openings. Case in point, Arsenal's, um, was the second goal yesterday against Fulham? Beauty from the back. Guess what? Even before the goal came, Ramsdale almost fumbled with oh. play from the back. Oh. Got away with it, but still kept on with it. And they played out from the back, created an opening in full, and got a goal. So when he walks out, it no, is gosh. beautiful. <sighs> so when you master the art, it works out most times. No what, you know why I love Barcelona till now? If Testagan Ter made a mistake playing out from back, I can't remember that game last season, made that mistake. And guess what? The next time the ball came to him again, he still passed from the back. They will pass. Because it is already in their yeah, DNA. Yes. In their so DNA. if managers or certain clubs say this is how I want to play, you don't call no, it bullshit. Mm -mm, that I is that is their DNA. Mm, I call it bullshit because even teams that have no business trying to play from the back. I know. All trying to but play you know you know why they play from the back? It's also because they've seen the merits. It's now rubbish. when when Conte won the Premier League with three at the back, mm. what did other teams do? Teams have been playing three at the back long before Conte came. I'm saying that when who has won the league with three at the back before Conte came? Conte, no. Conte won the three at the back, and guess what? Everybody, almost even Arsenal, switched to three at the back because it was working. So if it works, I've seen Crystal Palace be from the back. That's why I said teams that have. Burnley, Burnley. No, Burnley, the championship. Uh, I know it's a company's uh, effect, yeah. though. But Burnley are now playing from the back. Teams that have no business playing from the back times where it's bullshit. <laughs> Hogwash. You have no business. See, even in my kick it long. <laughs> Let them go about to up front. Real quick, all right. Um, I think last last week on the pod we had um, buy one, sell one, <laughs> bench, bench one, right? One, yeah. Kane, Mbappe. Haaland. I bring another one again quickly. <laughs> buy one, sell one, bench one. Casemiro, Pate, Rodri. See, this is very, very simple. Ah, simple. Very simple. Start Casemiro. Shit. Bench Rodri. Dispose of Pate. <laughs> Pate. You are calling Pate in the same sentence with Casemiro. Jesus. He's a, he's a so travesty. The only, so the only reason, the only reason, I like Casemiro a lot. I think Casemiro also, I'm starting Casemiro. But no, there's no way I'm selling Pate. I will sell him with my eyes closed. There's no reason I'm selling Pate. I think, Pate. Rod, I think Rodri goes. I think so. Yeah, but what does, what does, okay, so fine. We both agree on Casemiro. Uh, so that's gone. Although he's united, but anyways, I'll let it go. <laughs> but I don't think Rodri has anything on party. He has so much on what? party. Yes, Remember that party trained him? Eh? Now today, apprentice, they pass on guy. Yeah? Eh, this one, this one, no, our guy even pass apprentice. No, what, no, what, no. what does Rodri do? Okay, what does Rodri do better than party? Everything. What? Everything. Scores more goals? Eh? Yeah. Scores more goals. Okay. More involved in the entire play of his team. Complete heartbeat of that team. The passer. The passer that you talk so much about. Yeah. Rodri is very important in that in that entire process. He's got better brains. But you see how better City, legs. City exists without party. Without Rodri. No. Also cannot breathe no. without party. No. City can't do without playing Rodri. No, I know. But when he's missing. City continue. They I mean, find a way. Even the same that just shows you that they find a way. That is because they have minded that thing. Arsenal struggles when there's no party. It's the habit of the team. The party. I think it's even a travesty. Mentioning party and Casemiro in the same sentence. 
because, is it because of titles he has won? Yes, uh, he's won titles. Yeah. Titles alone. He's won titles. Experience, contribution, come on, know-how, Papa. I said, like I said, new I, story. Casemiro, I'll let it slide. Party. But there's no way. Rodri has got nothing on party. <laughs> so I'm going to sell. So I'm going to sell Rodri, and I'm going to bench party. But Casemiro is coming off in the 50th minute. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, at half time. Want to go play first half? We all play second half. Ah, Casemiro and Manso, you are All right, quickly, let's talk about the telenovela down there. Uh, but before we do that, yeah, quickly, Chelsea. Three back to back wins. Three straight wins. Chelsea are back, man. You know, I told you weeks ago that <laughs> performance was improving. They just needed the results to match it. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, maybe we're seeing a manifestation <laughs> of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Chelsea look they've looked no, they look good games. They look good. Um and I, I, I have to give him a bit of credit with the way he's also handled Modric. Um gradually easing him back, back into the team. Um I like the way they played and, and they are now showing a lot of the options that they have. But I still worry about them defensively. Uh, I I still think that they're still very, very, very uh vulnerable. Um and at the same time See, whether I like it or not, I don't think Cavs can take them to where they want to go to. They need to be in the market for a striker. Um, you think it doesn't score enough? I don't think it scores enough. I don't think it scores enough. And I like the fact that Enzo Fernandez is really getting in tune with this team. He's involved a lot more with the play. I like the renaissance of Loftus Cheek coming, you know, being part of part. And I like the fact that he's also taught his way through some of the complications that this team has. The back three played against Leicester had Cucurella, did the same thing against Dortmund, showing that you know, and and all the, all these things you have to go back to give credit to who and to the Conte, yeah. the first man that changed the fullback to part of a back three. So um, so it's good, and I think the options that he has with the Chihuahua being able to you know bump on that on on the wing and Rich James, I think gives Chelsea a lot more comfort. So I think Chelsea are back. I don't think they're back. I think they've just been fortunate to play teams who have allowed them do what they want to do. I, I expect a lot from Dortmund. Dortmund no, those are very disappointing. Disappointing. Lack of depth probably also, you know, no uh, carry Madeyemi and the Ford guys. Against Leicester, Leicester are there for the taking. They've always been there for the taking. Yeah, and um, I think James Madison played that game at probably 60% yeah, fit. True. He wasn't fit for that game. True. So Leicester are running the risk of relegation. Probably Brendan yeah. has been sacked even by the time we do the next episode <laughs> of this podcast. We don't know. So, yeah. I think they've played teams who are in bad moments. I want to see them against a tougher position. I think position. they have... Uh, so, I... I, 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 I have City soon. So, I, I can only win. make up my mind... When they are up against a much more tougher That's, opponent, yeah. but the good thing for Potter is, see, get those wins on the belt. No yeah. matter, save your job. Now there are no speculations about his future anymore. Yeah, and it's looking yeah. like the faith, you know, bully at the name is now being repaid. And the good thing is, you can play yourself into form now. Now you have yeah. many games, you can yeah. can easily do that. So uh, credit to Chelsea for that. Now to the bottom, where everybody at the bottom got some positive. Telling you this weekend. Eh? In fact, Southampton will feel it's like missed opportunity for them. I'm telling you. Because Everton won, surprisingly, Adam to Brentford. Bournemouth did win, big win for them. Um, West Ham got a draw. West Ham got a draw. If Southampton had won, I've been very, very, very much. Even Leeds got the result, you yeah, know, against against Brighton. against Brighton, and looks like two, three weeks ago when I was so dead sure that a couple of teams were going to go down, I think I'm dead wrong. It's going to go down the wire. 
it is definitely going to go down the wire. Um, there's not much that separates these teams. And the interesting thing is that in the equation that you just mentioned, you have a Leicester, I have a Crystal Palace also gradually, oh, yeah. you know, being pulled into the relegation dog fight. Into that uh, whole arrangement. But um, West Ham continue to be West Ham this season. Do you think they're going to sack boys? I think that they are, they are, they are fighting with, within themselves on how do we navigate somebody who's done well, two seasons back-to-back, more or less, and then all of a sudden, he now seems like somebody we need to get rid of. I think th- those are the battles they are fighting. Um, and I think that that in itself is a decision that they really need to take because we have 12 games to go, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I think they've got enough quality to stay up. I think yeah. they do, but yeah, you see, I sometimes think. that quality might not see you too. So I'm looking at the table now, and Palace are on 27. Wolves are on 27. Forest, 26. Everything has jumped to 15th on the table, a point ahead of Leicester, but know that Leicester has a game in hand. Likewise, Forest has a game in hand. Palace has a game in hand. West Ham have a game in hand. Bournemouth are, ah, I'm out of them, 26, 26 games. So, Southampton, like you said, would have looked at this as a really missed opportunity. Because yeah. if they had won at Old, Old Trafford, they would have gone to 24 points. But 24 points would have taken them to 18th. Although they don't have a game in that. But they will have, yeah, they also have a game in that. They have they yeah, okay. played 26 games. So, they would have still been behind West Ham on goals difference. You know what I like about this situation? We have massive six pointers. Coming up. Coming up. Between yeah. all of them. All of playing them, yeah. Playing each other, I think. Um, Massive six-pointers. It's it's going to go up. I won't be surprised if some of these candidates play themselves. I'm, I'm going to take a look at the fixtures, the final day of the season. We might have one of those games deciding. Oh, yes. Who goes down? Like, it's a, it's a, it's make or ma. Very, like, let me, go, let, me, let me go to game 38. It'll be very, very interesting. Let's take a look at, at game week 38. Game week 38, you have... Um, Everton play bomber. Oh, oh. There you go. There you go. That's that's your 150 million <laughs> game, right? The one yeah. they, they tell to us in the championship. Oh, my God. Everton play bomber <laughs> the last the game. season. That is the game. Now, imagine yeah. Everton, Bournemouth, level on points. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Oh, man, I die. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. To, that's, 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 that's the game. That's the game that jumps that, out. Yeah. Yeah, how do they write these scripts? Yeah, that um, game jumps out. So now we beg them to just keep pace with each other, you know, and, <laughs> and give us that excitement. Well, true. by that time, Arsenal will have been crowned champions already. Uh, left to be seen. <laughs> I think. I think Arsenal's. I think Arsenal's championship will probably be decided after April twenty-six. Yeah, the city game. Yeah, it's important they don't lose. But I also as if City haven't fought. Yeah, them I, I feel that Arsenal City will go into that game with that five-point cushion. Yeah, I think it remains that way. I'm not sure City City have winnable games coming up. Arsenal also have winnable games coming up. Yeah, but they've got they also have they also have interesting some other interesting games coming. Arsenal up. Arsenal got Liverpool in two weeks. Yeah, is, is it winnable? Away. Yes, is it winnable? Yes, but it's Liverpool. They have Chelsea. Yeah, and they also also have Chelsea. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I I don't I know. Think Arsenal has Arsenal has Newcastle away. Yeah, they have Newcastle too. So, it's still it's it's a very interesting April. They play six games in April. Six Premier League games. Yeah, be playing that many games. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I think that should do it with the Premier League. Um, let's quickly talk about what's brewing up in Spain. <laughs> ah, Spain, Spain, because, Spain. 
Somebody told me that Barcelona had run a criminal gang, and it's not it's not far from the truth. <laughs> and as of now, I don't till I, I haven't checked social media yet, but Barcelona haven't still officially or Jean Laporta hasn't addressed. He put out a tweet. That was a tweet. Is that how you address it? They haven't fully addressed those allegations four weeks after. Sometimes silence can be golden. Sometimes oh, yeah. your silence can speak out, you know. Yeah. But what does... I mean, I hear Real Madrid have filed a joint like, complaint with... Because this is a massive opportunity here to sink our rivals. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all of this... this I, I, I've, I've, I've taken a look at the investigation. I've taken a look at the whole story. And it's so damning on Barcelona. Well, there's only difference between what Barcelona has done and what Juventus did back then. Yeah. Kalshapoli? Yeah, it's almost the same thing. The only difference was that Juventus was very blatant. But this one, and it's interesting. The first problem I have with the whole thing is Javier um, Tebes' response, saying there's a statute of limitation on the issue because it happened three, no, it happened uh, five years ago. So right now, there's really nothing they can do. Because it's a statute of limitation. That's the first problem I have with that. I think that's some UEFA thing they did with City that yeah. last, last year too. So that's one of the problems. Secondly is the fact that, you know, the explanation they are trying to give is that they, they paid the guy for a consultancy on how referees behave, understanding their, their mental state. And I'm like, come on, Real Madrid has the same arrangement. But Real's arrangement is not with a serving, was not with a serving referee official. Yeah. So it's two different. And now do they explain how those payments right. stop, stop the moment the guy leaves that position? I mean, I still discovered that at the point in time, even after he left that role, the Negrera guy was still asking Barcelona for some payments. That hey, there's now VAR. When they brought VAR, that there's now VAR. Maybe you can make some payments and I can make. The old Vatican also favorable to your club. I mean, so is is that deep? Is that damning? Boys, ah, more than the club. Oh no. Ah, man. That's, that's, that's for what? for the for the image personal I've tried to, you know, carry all these years. This is a very it's a stinking Just it's, it's a stink. It's a stink on Barcelona. It's a stink on Barcelona. But um Events on the pitch hasn't um, been affected. But they were level level one every one nil, to, one nil to the Barcelona. <laughs> one nil, level one nil. That's why they say, Zavi plays around balls. Zavi does not care. Ah, Zavi just wants to win, the win this league. We are big. Ah, he does not care. And it could have been close. Uh, Bilbao scored a goal that was yeah, in Yaki Williams. Um, ruled off by VAR. It was close, but at least. Real are still somewhere lurking. I, don't know that I, I never knew I'd be alive to talk about how Barcelona win something and the bedrock of it is their defense. Yeah. I never yeah. thought so about Never that. thought that would happen. One nil. Yeah. One nil. Um, but also times. they are doing it. You can understand the standpoint where they are doing it from. They don't have their creative players, Pedri, Pedri yeah. you know, who's well, out yeah, injured. Dembele the is still out. So, I mean, Ronald Arco didn't play that game. Oh, yeah. And he plays that you game. Know, but, and they still get the clean sheet. But how Ronald Araujo becomes become a, such an a important... cornerstone. 
It is what it is. I've never thought that I would discuss it. And actually, okay, just on the side, Moron Araku also symbolizes how Uruguay football is reconfiguring itself. Oh, yes, gradually. Gradually. Under the radar. They bring in the likes of him, David Nunes, Palestri, this Madrid guy, Avaro Rodriguez. Apart from Avaro Rodriguez, what's the name again? Favade. Yeah. So that's about six Uruguayans. That right. are ready to Bobby take... Bobby Ronda, yeah. In fact, they, they've taken it already because yeah, I'm, I think they've moved on past... Suarez, Carvaz, that's yeah. the end. And they realized that there was a gap. There was yeah. a talent gap and gradually... They used to have a solid under 20, under 17 system. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's really good to see. Um, but for um, Sevilla and, and Valencia, well, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they survive, this weekend will probably be a, <sighs> a, a kick weekend for them. It's ridiculous. So... From Sergio so in 13th at the moment, 28 points. But yeah, I mean, they started that game, I think, over and around the relegation zone. Yeah. So that's how much three points can do for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, Valencia on 26 at the moment. Yeah. So imagine the next game week, Valencia wins. They're going to shoot up to 13th. Valencia are out, although their level on goal, goal, yeah, goal, goal difference. Yeah, yeah with Etafi, they have zero. Etafi has minus nine. Now, Etafi had this. Crazy game. You watched you watch that I, game? I saw that game. I saw the game Crazy from the game. comfort of my Rainbow Stars Hotel. <laughs> fantastic game. Crazy game. Yeah. And I and before the game. But how is Getafe giving us fantastic games? This <laughs> is back I mean, to back. Getafe are the apostles <laughs> of Arab football. Of Arab. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> While before that game, uh, I saw somebody put out a tweet that we should bet on red cards. That are going to be red cards. Those both teams are going to get red cards. And it happened. Yeah. Did you bet on it? I put money on it. <laughs> I didn't see that. Ah, I just saw I say, eh? But he now said, he said, two teams get red cards. Then now say, Hetafe will get a red card. So I played the two. And the Cardiff red card came just that's before like the, the final whistle. Just at the nick of time. <laughs> that's it, yeah. But it was a crazy game. Yeah, Both one, one. teams went at each other. From, 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 from the, the get-go. I didn't finish the game. I think I slept off. Yeah, you had a 2-2. Two, two. Last minute penalty. But I also got some money on the draw there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that came out. He drew it all over. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> it yeah. was written all over. It. Yeah, but for as long as and they had uh, about ten, twelve minutes extra time. Good game. Interesting. Did you see the just to di- uh, digress? Did you see the interview by Pierluigi Colina? No, no, no. Oh, on Sky Sports about times and how bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he referenced the Premier League game. That game was only played for forty-three minutes. Yes. That's the so average game is being played for about uh, 45, 48 minutes. So, yeah. So that's why I agree with the old life thing yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Let's get back to those FIFA World Cup style timing, 100 minutes. It will encourage teams not to waste time or players yeah. not to waste time again. Yeah. Because by the time you are taking 10 minutes to feign injuries, if they had those 10 minutes and you lose your game, you know that. <laughs> that's, you know. All right. Um, Remember, did also go back to scoring. Yeah. They had not scored in like three matches. Um, oh, yeah, this score against uh, Betis. Yeah, they're not scoring about three matches. So it was good to see them scoring. I just worry that we might just have seen the last of Benzema. But it, I mean, it's not, it's not like available anymore these days. Not Injuries age, taking a stolen age also, yeah. And they have to manage him. Yeah, and they have to. Yeah, manage him. They now need to get a replacement in the summer, whether they like it or not. Oh, yes. Be. And it's not Mbappe. It's not going to be Mbappe. But I like the fact that Vini has continued to take on oh, that mantle. Yes. Rodrigo, Rodrigo also is showing up now. Vavere. Yeah, showing yeah. up. And Asensio. All right, quickly. Um, Italy. Crazy. 
No we goals for Osime Bosses. If you've seen, if you've not seen Varadona's goal, please go check it out. Oh yeah, fantastic. Oh, why don't you agree that's a fantastic goal it's now? Fantastic goal. I like the way the boy is showing you that. No, I know. If I do I, it once, I can probably do yeah, it multiple good, times. The boy, the boy in a baller. Ah. Boy Interesting, I was keeping uh, some time on his former team. I put some money on okay. it. Dinamo Batumi. Dinamo Batumi. Yeah, they won 3 2. <laughs> Close game. <laughs> Maybe. About, I, you see, you are probably. Oh, they follow ball. <laughs> <laughs> you are probably the only person watching that team now. I'm sure a lot of scouts across you oh, are watching yes. that team now. Yeah. Maybe they find another player. When, when, when they said I was about to start, and I was running a preview on my sports show on Las Giddy FM, and I was telling my colleagues, watch out for. Feature Karashkele, so they couldn't even get the pronunciation. <laughs> so everybody didn't notice because I, I we did this like a week before, before the, the series started. started, and season started. Boom! Everybody now started trying to pronounce the guy's name. <laughs> okay, just go just for the short format. Farag, Varaduna. But once again, like, like always, say I like players like this because it tells you that scouting is. Mm. It's, it's an art yes. that must be preserved. It has a, it must forget about this data. Oh, this we see data analysis, analytics. That's yeah, it has its benefits. But that eye test, art of scouting. That oh, eye God. test, you can't. That's one of the scouts I respect. He is one of the best. Guy, not the best scout in Italian football. I can't remember his name. But he's one who discovered uh, Marvin Shevanton. Do you remember Shevanton? No. Uh, Shevanton Uruguayan played at Monaco that year. They got to the Champions League final, I think. Played with Adebayo. Okay, okay. He discovered uh, this Fiorentina guy. What's his name? Valerie Bozhinov or something. Oh, okay. Bozhinov that came to City and got injured yeah. in the first Ladero or something. Is his name. I, I'll, I'll probably remember later on. But those people make you understand the art of scouting. They are well vested in it. And so when Arsenal decided that on that tether they were going to take a a change on direction towards I was I was not really happy because Arsenal had benefited usually from a huge scouting network. Yes, yeah. and uh, they had to collapse it. So when well, they use one name to, for it, aside the line on the structure it. <laughs> Anyways, um Napoli 80 points lead restored. Six games. Six to games to let's just decide who who who's player of the season. We'll see me ah, it's a tough one though. Is it it's not straightforward? It's not straightforward. But we agree that it's between those it's two players. Those two. There's no argument between those two. Uh, tough because one Osime, there's an ex there was an expectation of Osime, and he's de delivered on that expectation. Yeah. Now for Vanchella, no expectation. Ten million euros. Nobody knew him, and boom, the guy is lighting up the place. So uh, maybe for the first time in Syria, he should just do a joint award. And give the two of them joint club, yeah. I, it, won't, it won't be a bad idea. It, yeah, it won't be a bad idea. It won't be. It won't be. But it's, it's been brilliant. It's been really, really good. And another, the critical thing is, you look at Napoli where they were at the start of the summer, start of the season. No Koulibaly, no Fabian Ruiz, no Lorenzo Insignia, no Dries Mertens, and everybody thought, what the hell is Paletti doing? I know they've scored a lot of goals, but also maybe just like Barcelona, and we are forgetting the that the bedrock of their the, what they are doing this season also has been the defense. Yeah, I know they score goals too, but they are doing something right at the back. Too. Yeah, with uh, Ramadori and uh, Kim. Yeah, Kim was signed from Fenerbahce, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> came from Turkey. Ridiculous, 
And I, and like and, and I think one of the things they don't give Spalletti enough credit is that Spalletti added a lot of depth to this team. Brought in Matias Oliveira from Etafe. Mm. Uh, added a few more bodies in midfield with Tongo in the melee. Uh, started giving more time to uh, Elmas. You know, so a lot more options and the signing of Raspadori and Giovanni Simeone. Ah, I forgot. See, you, you, you won't forget that they have a right side of attack. Politano. Politano, the <laughs> Politano, and Heaven Lozano. Uh, yeah, and the, and the real reasons, if you look at their heat maps, the heat map is always Kvara. <laughs> it's as if their right side of attack doesn't even exist. <laughs> the only time that right side comes into place is when comes to play is when uh, uh, Giovanni Lorenzo recovers the ball at fullback yeah. and then pushes forward. That's when that side comes to play. But ideally, everything is coming from the left. All right, so six more wins and um, they are champions for the first time in about in 30, um, 35 years or so. 32 years or something, something like that. That's huge. Uh, it's supposed to be difficult. And that's why I, I said to my friends, Napoli are supposed to win this thing. It's supposed to be difficult. Like, you have not won the league in, in <laughs> three decades. In the... I like, look at Arsenal now. <laughs> Arsenal are suffering. <laughs> they are not in 90 years and they are like, suffering to win this, this title. Uh, but but for, for Inter... We knew that they were never going to launch a challenge, but who writes the scripts once again? The man, the boy who scores the winning goal is, the is from the Maldini of Maldini hierarchy, hierarchy <laughs> of, the, of the dynasty. <laughs> and now, if Milan beats Salernitana, they go ahead. Although level of points, I think. Yeah, level of points, uh, but I think better goes the first. Although better, no, I think better head to head. Head to head, yeah. Better head to head. Um, Inter. But also, it just explains where Inter, 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 just like Liverpool, cannot cannot no buy consistency. Yeah, no consistency. The only consistency is being inconsistent. Yeah, and rumor mill has already started going on that Conte might be coming back. I don't know if that will happen because future Conte, of Luka, future of Lukaku also up in the air. Too. Oh yes, and for Conte to come back, there's going to be too much. That's going to be a lot of assurances. Conte likes to spend. Inter does not have money to spend. Oh, they're still paying Bessie now. So, I don't know how true that, that rumor is. But what do they do with Lukaku? Um, I think I was coming to work. They have to return him back to Chelsea. Because Chelsea don't afford. want him either. And so, that, so, no, it's Chelsea's problem. It's not Inter's problem. They terminate the loan. Miami, it's an opportunity for Chelsea. They need a striker. You said. Yes. So, I don't know why they can't take him. And he's a new manager anyway. So, maybe there's an opportunity somewhere for, yeah. for Lukaku to rejuvenate his Chelsea I career. I think so. I actually think so. It yeah, can't nice. be. Players don't become bad overnight. Yeah. So I, I don't think Lukaku has... It's just that he's been unlucky with injuries of late. And it's like it's almost like when he was at United. Those injuries have not crept back. Look at the two seasons he had at Inter before going to Chelsea. He was... He had a very good time. Lost weight. Look, looking lean and scoring goals for fun. So... Spoke about, speak about fun. It was fun watching Juve and Sampdoria trade <laughs> blows. I don't know how pa 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 I mean, Juve give us pa pa Sampdoria pa-pa. But, but um, normalcy returned in the second half. Oh, yes. No, he missed the penalty, I think, then. Yeah. Uh, scored four. Yeah. One, one four goes to two. But my takeaway from the game was the guy wouldn't even play. I think he's out with another muscle injury. Paul Pogba. Who also missed out the Freiburg game in the because for, of disciplinary issues. I think they said he came late to team meeting or something like that. 
It's all that classic case of what do they do with him ah, at the end the, of the season. Because he has run out of time. That's the headache. They gave him a lot. <laughs> Juventus have been good to him. They were patient with him. And is this how he repays them? That headache. I'm just happy he's not about to start that headache again. Maybe he has buried a head in him. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have bought him. That's the problem. You see, because... This is then when can say you can call me a hater or whatever, but I'm just happy that you are the ones having to because she the fact that you you are trying to be slick. Slick in the sense that you came to quickly grab him again on a free. Yeah. Like they did the previous time. No, mba. <laughs> it's not gonna work. But really, the young man has to have a conversation with himself. What do you want from this career? From whatever is left of this career? You've achieved a lot, you're a World Cup winner. Serie title winner, uh, UEFA Cup, and whatever, whatever. But what more do I want from this career? I can't. Con a lot of issues happen. A lot of nonsense happening in his personal life. He needs to have a conversation with himself, because this team stuck their neck out when no other team was willing to take you when your contract was going to expire at United. So it's left to him. But you see, still at Juventus, a lot of things are still up in the air in Juventus. You know, Juventus have issues off the pitch with all their. Uh, financial issues yeah, yeah. and also considering uh, the fact that Allegri we're not sure if Allegri will still be at the helm next season so it is time for him to have a very very critical conversation with himself on what he wants to do with himself anyways but don't note I told you last week Juve are still in the equation which equation? Europa League Champions League nah forget what, the Champions what League with the way those other guys are forming yeah so the Champions League last year Last year that lost to because they spoil your ticket. That's why you're doing this. as a as an Akma. Uh, uh, but what what I see here, Napoli, AC Milan, Inter. I think that fourth spot, maybe Roma takes it. Not Lazio. Roma or Lazio, one of them takes it. But I think it's a stretch for Juventus. It's okay. a stretch. Okay. Although Roma also got bounced out of the top four with that loss um, at home to Sassuolo. Sassuolo. Uh, they are the booking team for, for Roma. They are, they are uh, so, so I saw the head to and... Um, booking uh, team for everybody. Yeah. I just didn't even... But, but Sassuolo, in typical Sassuolo fashion, they've added another young... They've unhunted another good player in Ahmad Loriente. Mm. Fantastic young guy who's really, really lighting things up in the Syria again. Don't be surprised if somebody comes for him with, for another 30 million. All right. I found the um, scout I was talking about, Covino, that's his name. Oh, a, okay. Yeah, so Lecce these days discover a version of and um, Avish. Is where? Hmm? Lecce. Yeah. See, the best scouts are not with the big yeah, clubs. Yeah, not with the big clubs. The best scouts, you don't find them in the big clubs. They are in the small, uh, obscure clubs. That's where you find them. All right, uh, quickly, um, Germany, um, before we go, <laughs> I saved the best for the last. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, don't mom blink first. Okay. Glutes, yeah, glutes. No, it's fine. Shabby, I told you. That no, no, that's tell me now. <laughs> we are here now. But, but see, it was a game where you always throw away the fumble. Yeah, it's a derby. It's a derby. It's a derby, and it was against a team fighting for its life, yeah. fighting for its right to remain in the Bundesliga in a good momentum, beating a seven. Um, Schalke, one of the traditional clubs in the yeah, Bundesliga, so you can understand. Falling off a lot. Yeah, but that's it. Doesn't. It's interesting. We talk about Schalke. Schalke produced Manonoa. Oh yeah. Julian Dressler. 
Raul Gonzalez played at Schalke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, After Real Madrid. And true. he had a good time at Schalke. Oh, yeah. They yeah. knocked out um, Real Madrid. Did you see Real Madrid? Yeah. Uh, Lira Sane. Oh, yes, sir. Lira Sane also he's, played he's, by Schalke. That season, Raul was doing about 20 goals or so. Yeah, no, he had a yeah, great season with them. Yeah, before yeah. he had to, you know, leave. Go then. to Qatar. Then, but now he's back at Real Madrid. Though. He's the coach yeah, of so the good. second team. Yeah, and, and talking about Real Madrid. Uh, Abaloa. Yeah, he's doing very well with the uh, I think on the 19 team as well. They're also oh, yeah, yeah. I like how they've yeah. you know, I stumbled on one interesting fact. I was reading up um Rafa Benitez's interview with the Guardian ahead of when Liverpool were about to play Real Madrid. So he was talking about you know, he managed both sides, and yeah, he was talking about his time. And he chipped in that he, he used to coach Raul Gonzalez, and I'm like, Yeah, so actually. He was no, he was there before Real Madrid. he went to Tenerife. Yeah, he managed yeah. the Castilla. Yeah. And that was where, in fact, it was all gave Raul his promotion to the that, first that, team. That, that, that is a lesson in how managers progress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the court that we build here, that because you are in one place, one t teams in the league will be sharing the likes of Camilo uh, Dogo, Nanaboso, Nanaboso, what we're going for. They are building True. coaches, are building gradually, and then they get their big chance. Boom. Look at uh, Zabi Alonso, was at the reserve team of Sociedad. Now at Leverkusen. You know, you can see all that, the progress that they can make. Anyways, I think we're going to do a special on Rafa. Yeah. Yeah, very soon. Very, very soon. Because there's one manager who I don't think gets enough of his flowers. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but uh, we're talking about Bayern Munich, Wolf. Who can smell blood? Oh, yes. Smell and when blood. they smell blood? Nobody can smell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they are playing well. Oh, yes. I, so I think they've just well. now also, after, after beating PSG, maybe the bookmakers no, also installed them as top favorites. They will look at, at the, at the running for the season and, and tell themselves, we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. We can actually do this on two fronts. And if you look at the fact that they have a few players coming back, Sane is coming one, back. You know, and look at the substitution they made against PSG in the second half. You should be scared of Bayern. True, true. You should be scared of Bayern. And the fact that Bayern are not a team that can switch to a back three, switch to a back four if things aren't going so well, and the, the options they have in midfield at the moment, Bayern are dangerous And, and uh, uh, on the other hand, I'm delighted for Alonso after a very, very poor start at Leverkusen, finding oh, yeah. his foot. Finding his foot. Yeah. Gradually. They're still in the Europa well League. Europa League, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, they won the first yeah. leg against uh, Ferenc Varos. So, um, it's fine. It's foot. One at Vida Bremen. Yeah, uh, two goals to one. Yeah. yeah. Good win for them. But I think the biggest talking point from the weekend in the Bundesliga was... You the haven't seen the Go.Mon squad as well in that uh, derby? Go check it out. Oh, those... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's football. That's that's poetry. That's Poetry in motion. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Did you, did you see that? Oh wow. man, I caught it on Billy Sports on Instagram. Fantastic, from Marco Rios. Rios a fantastic footballer. Injuries just didn't let him be great. Absolutely. And I think now he has found a good run of form. Injuries haven't. He's been fit, but it's too late. It's too late. Ah, Woodio. No, no, I'm not sure anybody. He's always called Woodio now. I'm not sure anybody would be willing to take a chance on him ah, at man. this time. When Rios was Woodinho, like fantastic baller. But um, the story is that um, the national team manager. What's them again? And Suflik. I said that Mola will be involved in their next um, round of internationals. They have to start moving ahead. But it's still in the picture, but this one... Germany are confused. 
And I always, I have told you who I play for. Jamie I think they are scared to always move on from this. Yeah. So they still keep it. The door open, 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 open for, for them. Yeah. And note that this man has closed the door, uh, working low. Yeah. Uh, to a few players, uh, he's come. He's kind of opened it a little bit. But I just think Germany need a proper reset, a proper reset like they did. Uh, pre pre two thousand and two World Cup, yeah, yeah. I think when they, they missed out on uh, yeah. ninety four, yeah, right. No, they got knocked out in ninety four. The quarter final. They missed out in the. I think they missed out in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, and they got knocked out in the first round in the Euros two thousand, and they had to do that. Reset. Yeah. I think they need that kind of reset again because Germany has still produced a lot of young players. Oh yeah, right, and also. German football has also become quite adventurous. They are built, a lot of Americans are coming through, a lot of English players are finding their way to Germany as well. So I, I think Germany should do a proper yeah, reset. I don't think Germany needs a reset. I don't, I'm just nodding my head to all of that. I think that Germany are suffering from the Pep Guardiola sector. I've said that before now. The moment, the moment, the moment he came into their league, yeah. Was when they started, they started trying to pass, 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 pass. And they, and they, they, they now moved away from what, what we, we knew them know from. Them, yeah. Jammer machine. machine. Efficiency. They are not called jammer machine for nothing. Yeah. It's the efficiency, efficiency the power. The directness. Yeah. yeah. But now, Germany are playing with force nine. Uh, inverted fullback. Inverted winger. That's not Germany. That's why I said they didn't reset. Back to the basics. But also, you might not blame them because of the kind of players that they are producing. Pro yeah, Musiala. Yeah. yeah. Those are not German machines. <laughs> you know. So, you can understand. Germany don't have a number nine of repute. They're number nine right now. Please for Werder Bremen. It's not even their number nine. It's only <laughs> had one or two international caps. Niklas Fokro, by the way. Yeah. But, that is what ensembles the German machine. Yeah. Look for Krug. That's not a machine. That's a bulldozer. You know, not someone like yeah, no. Germany don't operate that way. So it's a, they have to find a balance. They have to find a balance. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. The next tournament is two thousand Yeah, I mean the Euros are coming up in twenty twenty four. Yeah, and they have qualifiers at the end of the month. I think England are in the same group with England. Interesting to say. I think England are wanting to have gotten their reset. Yes. Yeah, seems to have gotten there. So let's hope Germany get their groove back. All right, I mean we have to wrap this up. Quality the one hour thirty minutes. Wow. I have again. to quickly say this. Well, thank you, everybody that's listening. Yeah. And I like the fact that a lot of people are interacting with the podcast, with their messages that they're leaving, and also those that have also featured in some of the polls that I've put up on the podcast. So thank you very much for uh, maybe one of these. Uh, maybe next episode, I'll read out some of the comments that we get. All right. All right. On, all right. on the on the podcast. And also, thank you for following the Twitter handle as well. Oh yeah, please keep following yeah. and uh, please keep. Subscribe and share in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Really, really appreciate it. Maybe one of these days too. We'll probably drag one of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we nice. should do that. Maybe uh, today is going to be episode 8. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe we'll get to episode 10. 10, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that. All right, thank you very much once again, guys. We have to... We have to go to production. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we thank you very much. Uh, Femi you. has been our producer for the last uh, couple of episodes. Thank you very much. Femi, Matt, spoiler. See you next time, guys. <laughs>